0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Journey Through the Mind podcast show. I am one of your hosts, Claudia. And I am your second host, Cassandra. And as you may gather from our accents, we're coming to you from sunny South Africa. And we look forward to sharing our knowledge and experiences with you through this time. So our discussion today, Cass, is going to be about um coping with special days and holidays through the grieving process
1: yes Claude you know when we're grieving holidays and special events can be very challenging and also stressful you know memories of the past evoke powerful emotions and also feelings. So, yes, um, a very, very interesting topic to actually be discussing today. So, for
0: sure. So, we want to give you some tips and ideas on how to get through this challenging
1: time. So, I think, Claude, to start, I think, you know, we need to set reasonable expectations for ourselves. But don't try and do everything and see everyone through these periods. Um, Absolutely, and I can totally relate to that,
0: because when um, after having lost my sister and especially my dad, who died during December, um, it became so much more um, pressure-filled and stressful for myself and my family to have to still try and follow the same traditions and routines as we did before. So this is something we would like to just impart with you, is that you don't have to add that extra pressure for yourself. To set those reasonable expectations for yourself during this time
1: and I think also you know communication is key you, you know like you'll find that if you've lost a partner over this time you'll you'll find that people want to just step in and help and are you okay um, and yes if you don't communicate they won't know sometimes you do need your own time to just be with yourself so if you're not communicating the people around you won't know and you might you know, become snappy and, um, you know, not meaning to hurt anyone. But, you know, if you're not communicating your loved ones around you, also don't know where you are and how you're
0: feeling. Absolutely, Cass. And um, the best, the biggest thing is that a lot of the times when we are grieving, um, we feel isolated from our loved ones. And a lot of the times it's because our loved ones don't know how to help us, especially if they haven't been through it. So what happens is they then turn to, um, you know, uh, become silent and um, isolate, well, we become isolated. So, you know, communicate to your loved ones, they want to help us, but they're not mind readers. So there's, you know, tell them what you need at that time, and how you're feeling, and, and and they will definitely respect that.
1: That's it. And I think we also, you know, we need to acknowledge to ourselves, when an occasion, may be painful. You know, Um we've got special traditions over birthdays, you know, Christmas or any festive festivities. You know, you're coming up for that. You're really dreading it because it was something you shared with your loved one. You need to acknowledge to yourself that, yes, you're going to probably experience it, but you need to also acknowledge to yourself that, yes, it, it might be painful. Absolutely. So, so be realistic.
0: Know that um, Don't try and and push it aside. Know that this is coming up. You know that you're going to feel um, down and and have those emotions through this time. So definitely acknowledge that that this is going to be a difficult time. Um, And sometimes the anticipation to the day is usually worse than the day. So just go through it. Give yourself that time and the space to also um, have breaks on your own, to have to be allowed to, to give yourself the time and the space to process your feelings and your emotions during this time. There's nothing wrong with telling somebody I need five minutes away or 10 minutes or even half an hour or even just say that you don't want to be um, going to a certain function or a party because you're just not ready for it.
1: And also if you know a celebration's coming up and you feel like you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. Nobody's holding you holding you to that. So if you don't feel like you need to do this event or you can't go through this event, that's okay. You that's self-care if you say that you don't want to go. You've got to look after yourself in this and you've got to be able to process and move through. So if you cannot go to events because it would be too painful, you have every right to say no.
0: And allow yourself to feel whatever you feel. Do not try and suppress what you're feeling. If the emotion comes up, the best way to to allow it to subside is face it. Look at it. See what you're feeling. Go feel the feeling. If you need to cry and you need to scream and you need to express what you're feeling, allow yourself to do that because what that does is it allows you to then, um, uh, the feeling to then subside. And because if as you know, Cass, if we if we resist something, it's going to persist. And the more you try and put it aside, the bigger it's going to grow, and the more it's going to overpower you until you 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 bomb out.
1: Well, you know, Claude, I've actually had a client where she had done all her crying, and uh, she said to me, she said, "Cass, I don't know what more to do, but I just feel that everything's bottled up inside." And I said to her, grab a pillow and go into your bedroom and scream and let the emotions out into your pillow. And she sort of looked at me, she said, are you crazy? She says, people around me think that I've lost my mind. And I said, no, sometimes you need to be able to do that. Or if you're on the highway, not in the suburbs, maybe just on the highway and you are alone in the car, just scream, nobody else is gonna hear you. And just to get that, get that feelings out, and uh she took the advice, she 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 still walked away, laughed, and took the advice. And then she she phoned me and she said that was the most liberating feeling. And she really felt like this what she even crying couldn't get this bottled up feeling inside out, by screaming, she was able to actually get that out. So so yeah, so that's just another way, you know, you can just try and handle those feelings that are that are inside. Absolutely, you can't
0: just bottle it up inside and there's times where we go through the anger stage, we go through the, the denial, we go through all those different stages and it's very, very helpful to to express those feelings in a way that doesn't hurt yourself or anybody around you. I mean, I, f- I know that... Um, One day, I was really, really down about uh, losing my sister, and work was stressing me out, and I was just frustrated. And I grabbed an ornament that I'd had since I was a child, and I threw that thing against the wall, and it felt so amazing. So ornaments and breaking ornaments uh, seems to be my thing, although picking up the pieces... (laughs) at the end of the the day is not is not so much fun but it feels great it's cathartic so if you need to smash a pillow against the wall until all the feathers come out if you need to go stand at the top of a mountain and scream your lungs out or like i said in the car with loud music and just scream it out Um, if you need to punch a pillow as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody around you it is safe, it is healthy. And that is why, because our body holds the cellular memory to the trauma that we go through. And you might say, uh, just because I lost my dad to cancer, it isn't trauma. It is trauma. It is a form of trauma, and we need to be able to process it. And how do we release that from the body is by physical exercise, Because So any form of exercise, and I don't mean jumping on a treadmill for an hour at the gym, anything that you can muster up even if it's walking in nature even if it's uh putting on music while while you dance um to cleaning the house anything that you can do just to release that cellular memory from the body um to to alleviate the trauma from your body as well
1: well that's it you know claude we you know they always talk about the five stages of of grief and you know it's not like one day you're going to be in denial the next day it's going to be acceptance and you're going to move forward you've got to go through the different stages the five different stages and um you will, you go in and out of them so it's not it's not today I'm going to be this tomorrow I'm going to be that and then it's over with um you go in and out of the stages I've got a friend of mine that her sister just passed away now and she said to me she said Cass she says the people around me are irritating me to the guilt and um, she said I need to I need to she says I need to be able to talk kindly so when we looked at it very much she's she's in that stage where there is a bit of anger she she's she is cross with the sister for for leaving her now you know and and so unexpectedly so she projects that to the people to her loved ones around her so yeah, it's it's getting to be able to also recognize where you are in the grief process and actually just also be aware. And that's why the communication again comes in. If you communicate with people or if you need to take a break outside, away from people, do that, you know, it's like if you go to an event and you find that it's, it's just too much for you, it's OK to leave. You don't have to be there to the last. You don't have to put on a happy face. Um, You know sometimes if we also don't show our emotions people think okay no well she's okay she's handling this you know she's she's getting through this but inside we might be you know we're reaching out and saying somebody just just hug me just hold me or you know just love me um i'm battling but if you don't communicate that people also don't know so it is it's difficult when you gain also through the stages you you need to try and recognize just so that Also, your external environment—you you're able to handle what's going on around
0: you. And Cass, we can go through those five stages of grief in one day, Um, and you won't. There is no there is no uh, time limit to when you will go through it or when it will subside, and and what what order it will go into. But just know that once you've stepped into the anger phase, it is the next phase in your grieving. And the anger phase, a lot of times we're angry at, um, at God or whoever you believe in or the person leaving you. And, you know, what, what I find so, so amazing is that um, and interesting is that when a person dies, a loved one dies, we automatically sanctify them. They become these saints and they become this person that was so amazing. We don't like, you know, the saying goes, don't speak speak ill of the dead. But, you know, that person was a part of your life. You had those those experiences together where you fought, where you loved each other, where you hated each other, where you, where you were angry with each other. And now you're going to feel angry. But now I can't project my anger towards the person that's left me. So I'm going to project it to others around me. And it's just recognizing that all these emotions and the feelings that you're going through are actually very normal. There's nothing... Um, you're not going crazy. We think that, oh my gosh, we're going crazy because now I'm having all these um, emotions. Just remember that the brain, go, we're going through trauma, the chemicals in the brain get mixed up, get um, unbalanced. And that's why we go through those up and down phases, like like we call them the waves of emotions and that's why we then end up feeling like we're crazy, and then we just, dis- we turn to, we decide, well, well, some of us choose to then isolate, and because family doesn't understand what we're going through, and we're not communicating how, or what is happening to us, or what we're feeling, then that's when that split comes in, and we feel like now nah, people don't want to be around us, because now we're crazy, so the key here is pay attention to what you're feeling. Be conscious about your feelings and and your emotions and express it. There's nothing wrong with expressing it in a way that's loving and kind to both you
1: and those around you. So just to um go through if you don't know the five stages of of grief, um the first one is denial. So when you lose your loved one, you know, you we always whether we were expecting it or not, we we always like I can't believe it, so your first stage is denial, so that's that could be not accepting it or being in shock or still expecting them to to call you or or picking
0: that's up it. the phone to want to phone your dad because something's happened, or you know you're still waiting for them to come through the door um and that can go on for months so
1: that that is definitely one of the the first stages of of your grieving process. that's it, and then your second stage is anger. Now you've got to, you know, it's like I said, um, this lady lost her sister um, a month ago, and she's angry because she says, why did you leave me now? Why this time did you leave me? So it's just that anger stage um, of what has happened and how you feel that that one might have just left you. And Case, as you know, fear, is just the opposite
0: side of the coin to 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 anger so anger and fear are very closely related so we express anger mainly because we fear something so a lot of times when we lose somebody um we love so dearly it it heightens our our, our awareness that life is short and um that we can lose anybody around us so we start fearing that we're going to lose somebody else around us and then we express that in 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 anger and
1: um outbursts of anger that's it the third the third um stage is bargaining so you will find you know you might say you know what god rather take me than my loved one or if you if you make them better um, you know, if you bring them back, um you know I'll be a better person, I will serve you or or whatever but it's that bargaining they're trying to get- trying to get to grips with with what and have you still got some power and control in this whole process yep, and the the fourth stage is depression. now, the depression
0: comes in when the reality sets in of. Of the grieving of of knowing that this person is now not coming back and that I have seen both it's ex, I've experienced it with with both uh, losing my sister and my dad and so many of my clients and friends and family that have lost loved ones usually between the six to twelve months that's when the, the reality sets in that now the person is not going to walk through the door um, because you miss them so much you want to hear their voice you want to smell them you want to speak to them and you look for them everywhere and then you realize then that penny drops and that light bulb goes on and and you realize well this person is not going to come back this is now going to be my reality and this pain is going to be here forever so that's when then we sink
1: into into the depression of 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 our new reality that's what tad. you know you you normally you know you can speak to somebody and they'll say Jeep but it's coming up for a year, you know why am I feeling still hopeless? Why do i feel why do I feel I should be feeling a little bit better um but you all go through the depression stage, and that's normally when you start and like Claudia said, you know you go through that realizing that this is it this this is now my new reality, this is my new normal, and um then we move into the first stage which is acceptance. So the
0: acceptance comes in when we when we go through those motions of the depression and understanding that this is now a real new reality. But as time goes and I don't and I'm not saying that time heals everything. The only thing that time does is teach you how to live with that pain. Um, That pain's with you forever. You just learn to to live with it and but you can still when you realize that you can still have joy in life, that there are still instances in life that there is joy, and there is love, and there is um, happiness, that's when the acceptance starts coming in, that you know what, yes, this is my reality, yes, I miss this person, and I will miss this person for the rest of my life, but I can still have joy and love and acceptance through,
1: through through my grieving process. I think that's quite an important point, Claude, is that, you know, sometimes when we're sad and and when we're going through the grieving process to laugh and actually have fun we might feel guilty and this is quite important to know that you know you are still living you still got to work through everything you've got to you've got to wake up every day and start your day so if today you had a good laugh or if you went to dinner with friends and you had a good laugh don't feel guilty because you've got to, you've got to incorporate and you've got to start a new normal. No matter how hard that is, you have to start creating your new normal. So by laughing and having fun, you don't have to feel guilty. It just means that you're allowing yourself to be this person in the new normal. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. I felt like after my sister died that if I was going to a party and I was now enjoying myself, that now I'm dishonoring her or that I'm going to forget her and now she doesn't, you know, we want to, we so much want to keep their memory alive because that's all we have left. But like I said, we're still living, we're still, we still have to live life and we still have to go through the emotions and, and experiences in our own life. So, our loved ones would not want us to live the rest of our lives in pain and and and, and grieving. And that's why I want to go to the next one, which is limit your time. Give yourself the time and the space to grieve. However, limit it. Lim- give yourself that time and the space, but allow yourself to have that distraction. Go to that function, even if it's just for half an hour, even if it's just for for, for an hour, um, because grief is emotionally and physically exhausting. So give yourself also the space and the time to be able to have the distractions where you find joy, where you find laughter, where you have fun um and and find the balance in life because that's how we be we will be able to get through this grieving process in a healthy and constructive way you know we never get over losing somebody but we can get through it and that's the only way to do it is go through the
1: emotions and through the the pain yeah i think going through the emotions and pain i think yeah i think that's the difficult one because We don't want to, you know, it's great to keep busy and, you know, go out to springs all the time and, and, you know, be, you know, saving the world, doing a whole lot of stuff where you don't have to actually sit and acknowledge those feelings because those feelings are, they're, they're hectic feelings. So, you know, yeah, you've got to be careful that you also don't overdo it and exactly that limit, limit the time for the grief, but also feel those feelings because you cannot avoid them because if you avoid them you know and you've got that mask on i'm okay i'm fine you know i'm dealing with this 10 years down the line that's going to come and it's going to hit you Um, or something else will happen and it'll trigger this whole event again so you've got to go through and live through the the emotions um, and not just put them aside and and you know a lot of people when somebody passes Close to them, they they work. All they want to do is they get so engrossed in their work um, that that's where everything is. But they never deal with the grief and the actual loss, and that comes out. And I think Claude, you described this so well with the disease. Um, Yeah, yeah, you you go for yeah because you describe that well.
0: So absolutely, when we. Uh, when we don't deal with our emotions, um, then it will manifest into, into physical dis-ease in the body. So, I can give myself for an example, after my sister passed away, I went through the motions of not wanting to process, I couldn't collapse because that was a weakness, I couldn't cry in front of everybody, I needed to to make sure my parents were okay and my family and my mom's business, And what happened was four months down the line, my appendix burst. And the surgeon asked me um, if I'd been through a trauma. And when I told him that I'd lost my sister um, a few months ago, he then turned and said to me, it's purely because I'm not processing the emotions and not dealing with it. And that's why it's now manifesting physically. So um, the body will create the dis-ease to tell you to let you know that there's an emotional trauma or emotional aspect of yourself that you're not dealing with and that's when we know that you know that we we need to start facing this and working through it and processing it
1: so if you said to me okay you limit your grief time clause you know you say okay well what is what does that entail so grief time would be Sit somewhere but you can be in the garden, you can be in the bedroom, wherever you find peace where it's where it's wonderful for you, and you could do things like you could write your love write a letter to your loved one, um write with emotions and feelings. this is where I am, and I'm missing you today, and I love you. Write a beautiful love letter to your to to the one that has passed. you can also play music that reminds. You know remind you of that person and you know you can live the memories of you know what 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 you were doing when you were listening to those songs and of course you must allow yourself to cry so crying is a big one Cass because a lot of
0: people think that it's a weakness but it actually takes strength to step into their vulnerability and to cry and you know crying is the body's most natural way of releasing stress so if you need to cry through, through laughter, if you need to cry while you're cooking, while you're talking to somebody, it is not a weakness. Allow those
1: tears to flow. That's it. And then you can also sit and talk to your loved one. Now have a conversation and tell them, you know, you can voice it. How much you miss them. That's
0: so interesting that you mentioned that because I actually um sat with a client the other day who lost his wife that he's been with for um over 50 years. And he he said to me, he asked me if if he's going crazy because he actually talks to his wife like she's actually there. He says he he's doing things and he's talking to her, but like he feels like he's going crazy. And I said to him, Absolutely not. If that's what helps you to get through the day. And there's nothing wrong with it Remember that grieving when grieving, there is no right and wrong way to do it. as long as like I said earlier, you're not hurting yourself or anybody around you we, However you are able to get through that, then do it don't
1: don't feel like you're going crazy because you really aren't. And you know you can also start a journal or if you want to call it a memory book or even a photo book. You can start assembling something of your loved one, the time that you've to together. And then you can also start planning for the future, um, your new normal. And you could start that journal or or that book that you can start, and you can actually then see how you've actually progressed and how you've learned to live with the loss. So that's also quite a powerful. Um, action to take. And that honours the memory of your
0: loved one. So, um, like myself, I like to have a photo of of my loved one um, with with a candle and anytime I feel down or I miss them or I want to talk to them, I just light that candle and I feel close to them or I'll say a few words to them or I'll talk to them. That just keeps their memory alive for you and that you don't have to now shove them in all their belongings and them in a closet and then forget about them. They they were part of our lives and they were they they were very important in our lives. They brought so much value to our lives. So so honor that memory. Even if you at the, the 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 dinner table on Christmas Eve, you put in that empty chair and with their photo there, just to to keep their memory there. Honor that they they were part of it, and you still want them to be part of it. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, and it's also Claudes, we're looking now, you know, um, Christmas, and if you celebrate Christmas, I think that's probably one of the most difficult holidays um, that we celebrate together as families. So, yes, so maybe, you know, at the table, you can either have a photo there, you can light a candle in memory of your loved one, you can even toast. Your loved one if you know if that's if that's what makes you happy and I love that idea is just go through um you know it's
0: before you before you have your dinner or your lunch when you're celebrating the the Christmas festivities let everybody say something speak about a memory about your loved one, their favorite memory or or something about that person just to keep that memory alive and just to to help. To get through that day so that
1: you don't don't feel like now everybody's forgotten them, and you know if we're looking at and we'll take Christmas because Christmas is um you know quite a, a special event, if you need to take stuff to to the you know you might be having it at some other family's members' home, do a shopping list, make a shopping list, sit down and make a shopping list, and shop the day that you feel good. To shop don't put the pressure of you know now I've got to do this and I don't know what to do and you know you start to get yourself into into a state so make that shopping list and maybe you do a bit of shopping today maybe you do a bit of shopping tomorrow you could even break it up but do them the days that you feel strong that you can actually do that so self-care is very very important through the breathing process you know you, you people just see you from the outside they might see your tears they might see your reaction to to the world around but you need to take care of yourself as well you know and it's little things like getting lots of rest and you might say wow you know like what does that mean that means maybe going to sleep early um reading a book in silence it's could be make sure that your diet that you're eating well. Normally, you know, when we're going through the grieving process, we don't want to eat. We, you know, we, we're not hungry because we our hearts are broken. But you got to eat a proper diet because you don't want to become sick um through this period of you know, grieving and then being sick trying to trying to look after yourself exercising if you somebody that does exercise carry on with that exercising because that will just build you and if you're not somebody that exercises, maybe start taking like a walk walker in your in your area in your suburb or take a walk in nature which is wonderful for grounding as well so Claudes, you know looking after yourself is vitally important whilst also going through the grieving process the body the body does feel like you mentioned also before it is a trauma event and the body does store that in cellular memory and we have to look after our bodies to help us also to get through this process for sure Case. so that's very important
0: another one that i want to touch on that i feel is extremely important is that it's okay to to skip the holiday season to skip this the Christmas festivities, if you don't feel like celebrating Christmas this year or or any festive um holiday, it's okay to skip that um having uh my dad die on the fifth of December seven years ago. It was just so raw and so painful to even think of celebrating anything during that time. So what we did is we actually skipped it and we did something completely different. Um, we just didn't do the usual traditions of you know the bacalao on, on Christmas Eve and 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 all the, the the Christmas present openings and all of that. It just was too hard and too painful for us to even fathom at that moment, and. Another point is it's extremely okay as well to change up your traditions, even if it's just for this year uh, or change it up completely. If you can't have the same traditions as you used to before, there's nothing wrong with it. I know that society says we've got to do it this way and we have do it that way because that's what we've done for generations. But if you feel like you need to change it up and you don't want to celebrate this year, then don't. want to do something different try maybe volunteering at a homeless shelter at a food uh, um, parcel giving or something that's going to help you to feel some kind of comfort or if you want to just stay at home under the blankets with netflix or a movie then that is okay too during the time of grieving is when we need to take care of ourselves like you said and Some people might call it being selfish, I don't, I call it being self-full, because we need to fill our own cups first, as you cannot feed from an empty cup, and you cannot give to anybody from an empty cup, so fill your cup up, and if taking care of yourself and saying no to others means saying yes to you during this time, then please, by all means, go and be self-full.
1: Totally agree, Claude. And, uh, you know, a simple a simple tradition um, or something simple that you can do is, you know, if you say of the Christmas season, you buy, um, get presents, um, you might want to um, actually buy a present for somebody else. So maybe somebody that's in need of, you know, clothes or food or something. And so you can buy a present for that person, your loved one. But give it to somebody that would actually appreciate it, um, you know, in the living. And that's quite a nice, it, it makes you feel good. It gives you the warmth and the, the comfort that you also need. So that's just something small where you could just change tradition a little bit.
0: And, and most importantly, discuss ahead of time with family and friends, um, what each person can do to make this time special share in the responsibility and see what can be eliminated or included to keep it less stressful for you like we said earlier communication is key and and be open and honest and about what you feel and what what's what's more comfortable for you if you decide though to go to an event to go to a family function then give yourself the time and and the freedom to leave early if you need to there's nothing wrong with saying that I can't be here for the full day I'm going half day or I'm actually feeling tired and I need to go now that that's all part of communicating and expressing to others what you feel and what what works for you and makes it less stressful for you
1: That's it, and also through the you know through this time um probably something to also just be cognizant of is that if you need to make life like life-changing decisions. Maybe through this time, you know, if if it's not something that's pressing and it's got to be made now, maybe rather put it off because, you know, you, you, your ability to see any issues or situations clearly is often compromised. So, you know, Maybe look at this and if you can postpone it, postpone it to when when you when you been in a better space that you can make decisions. Um yeah, it's 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 something that you you must be aware of.
0: And remember that it is okay to laugh and enjoy yourself during this time. You're not dishonoring your loved one. You are allowed to just still live and enjoy life. Um and,
1: and the festive season. And also be patient with your grief. You know, there's no grieving period that, you know, you grieve one month or you grieve, you know, um, a year or two years. Grief is your grief. It's personal. It's It might take you a shorter time than the average person, but it might take you a longer time. You know, grief is also representative of the love that you also had with that, that person in your life. Um, so don't put a time frame of, you know, it's, it's a year now, I should be over this, you know, let me, you know, why am I still thinking about this and why am I still hurting? Don't put a limit on your grief period. Mm-hmm. And remember that um, grief is extremely
0: um, emotionally draining and exhausting. So give yourself plenty of time to rest during the holiday period so that you can replenish and rejuvenate your your body and your energy uh,
1: um, system and if you feel you know what i can't deal with this um i don't know how to deal with it you know going and seeing a psychologist a psychiatrist or or your your pastor your priest or a coach a grief coach you know You can call on professional, you know, the professional uh, fraternity to help you through this. You know, they will give you tips on how to also manage your grief. Um, They can personalize it for you. So if you feel like you're you're not making progress and you're not feeling, you know, there's a little bit more good days than bad days, then it's not, then seek professional help because they're able to provide tips on how to work through this.
0: Absolutely, kess and it's it's one very big point that I feel needs to we need to raise awareness on is that it's not a weakness um, to to seek help. Um, it doesn't mean you're crazy, and because there's so much stigma uh, uh, revolved around grieving and and trauma and and finding getting help or even ha- being on medication there's no weakness to that, it takes a hell of a lot more strength to step into your vulnerability and to step into your pain and process it. It's very easy to just put it aside and continue to to ignore it and not face it and not process it, but that is when the, the, the physical Um, aspects will come into it, where your body will create the dis-ease, and then you're going to spend your time taking care of your health, your physical health, because you didn't take the time to take care of your mental and emotional health to begin with. So, it is very important to process um, your emotions and process those feelings, because if you're not healthy emotionally or mentally, trust me, you're going to feel it physically.
1: And you know claude if you've got you know um you know if you you've got rituals you know if you if you belong to a church or a community where you know you've got special occasions you know you might have services for those in the beyond or you might have candle lighting series for those that have passed really immerse yourself in those rituals because that also helps you to um it, it also grounds you and it gives you something that you can in a way look forward to you know um not so long ago um one of the uh the uh church organizations um of a friend they actually had a day where you put your loved one's name you know on 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 a little brick because they made like a little wall and then what they did after that they actually had a balloon um, release ceremony, and you know, if it was a boy or a girl, or you know, you could have different colour balloons that represented your loved one, and that was so. It was so wonderful, you know. People were, you know, quite a lot of people were crying, you know, be, because they could they could feel the feelings again, and they, you know, doing that with such love, and and writing the names, and and remembering the memories with them, and then also just releasing the balloons. It was just, it was just such a wonderful, wonderful feeling. And like we said,
0: whatever helps you to get through the day or the, the 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 season, then that is okay. And the if I can leave you with anything, the the most um, important thing here is be kind to yourself. Listen to what your body is telling you. Pay attention to to your thoughts. be conscious of every thought and emotion that pops up and process it. Allow it to allow yourself to feel it and allow yourself to then um release it because it won't go if you don't allow yourself to to process it. So be kind to yourself and to others through this time during during those festivities if you are around family and loved ones speak about your loved one, people will feel, sometimes people feel that if we don't speak, if they don't mention our loved one's name, then we, or if they do mention our loved one's name, that we're going to feel down, and we're going to be depressed, but but the bottom line is, is that loved one is in the back of our minds, no matter what, throughout our day, I can tell you, I lost my sister 13 and a half years ago, and my dad seven years ago, and not one day goes by that they don't um, cross my mind and that I'm not thinking about them. So, um, and even for those who are listening and haven't lost a loved one and know that some are going to be spending time with with people who have, it's it's okay to mention that person's name and and ask the person who is grieving how are they feeling what are they thinking during this time what do they need you know we we sometimes stay away from those that are grieving because we don't know how we're we're afraid of saying the wrong thing or we don't know what to say and sometimes all that person needs is a hug all that person needs is an ear to listen allow them to express allow them to 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 speak about it allow them to cry like i said crying is is um the body's most natural way of releasing stress it's a it's a strength it's not a weakness so allow the tears to flow it's okay it that's not going to make them feel worse they're already feeling it you're just giving them the space and the time to express it and in five or ten minutes later the time they're going to be back to normal conversation and 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 we're carrying on with the festivities
1: And that's it, you know, my friend lost her son, um, two years ago now. And she said to me, Cass, the worst thing was that everybody just disappeared. She said, you know, like, she said, she wanted to say, hey, guys, I'm still here. Like, support me, help me, you know, like, talk to me, let me talk to you. So, as Claude says, yeah, we, for those, you know, if we're not the one that's grieving um, and listening to this podcast, you know, you can go to somebody that's grieving and be there for them. Listening is is a wonderful thing. You don't have to even comment, but let that person talk about their loved ones. Um, and like Claude says, say their name, because he did have a name. It wasn't just him. So, you know, be there, listen, help, um, give a hug um yeah so be with the one you know if you if you're going to be with somebody that is grieving just be there for them and you'll take your cues you'll watch them you'll you'll be able to read their body language if they're very sad or if they need time out and give them that space and and tell them it's okay if you want to go outside and sit outside we all yeah when you're ready again you can come back in um and it's very very important for the one that is grieving to feel that love and that care um especially during this time of grieving. So Cass um we're
0: almost at the end of our show but I'd like to just take them a moment to send so much love to everybody who's listening during this festive um, season. We hope that your Christmas is blessed and filled with love and and light and um tons of presents and lots of food of course But if you're grieving and you're not in a great space, please don't feel afraid to to, to reach out for help. We're available um, at any time if anybody wants to reach out or find somebody close to you. And just be blessed through this time. And we would like to take this opportunity to thank um, the Palmer team for giving us this amazing opportunity to share our experiences, share our insights and um, experiences with you, and um, our shows will be um, aired in the US, in in America, on Thursday mornings at 8 in the morning. And then again at 4 p.m. And then they will have the replays from Monday to Friday at 12 a.m., 8 a.m. and 4 p.m. And for those listeners who are in South Africa, then our show will be aired on a Thursday evening from 6 p.m. Repeated then um at 2 a.m. Friday morning, and then the replays will happen from Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. 6 p.m. and 2 a.m. So if Cass um I had to ask you for one last inspirational message that you'd like to give to our listeners what would
1: you what would you like to leave them with I would like to say it's not a weakness to reach out for help and uh and yes and 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 be there and experience everything around you and for me definitely like i
0: said before um being self-ful and is not being selfish. So, take care of you. Self-care is most important during this time. So, thanks everybody and we will speak to you again next week. Have a great Christmas. Um, Next week, we're going to do something a little more light and we're going to talk about um, Christmas in the the summer, in the summertime because um, mostly, you know, we're always talking about a white Christmas and a lot of the northern hemisphere countries have christmas white christmases or in the cold and we down here southern hemisphere and i know for instance florida in america has sunny and hot weather during christmas so we're going to just talk um about that and more experiences during and, and traditions um over the christmas and festive season here in in south africa so have an awesome week and be blessed
1: and we will speak to you again next week thank you bye bye bye